0: Hey there, folks. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. My name, as always, is Stephen Craig. I am the host and writer of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Um, happy Thursday to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of this and uh, for tuning in each and every week. We really appreciate it. Uh, this week, man, oh, gosh. Uh this week, we start the murder trial for Derek Chauvin, who is, of course, uh, accused in the case of the uh, death of George Floyd. And, you know, when what I like to think that Truth in a Thousand Words or Less does is uh, to take a unique spin on the world around us and current events, if it may be, or just life in general. And... Um, I think this week is uh, a good example of that. Uh, you know, I I sometimes bring my <laughs> my own unique and let's face it, uh, sometimes just blatantly fucked up perspective to things. But um, in this particular case, I, I think that when we think about uh, racial inequality and the way that uh, this case exemplifies that. I think so many people uh have come into um have come into this murder trial have come into this with the notion of predisposed notion of um on one side or the other right that there are those folks uh generally leaning politically right who um who are supporting Derek Chauvin and uh and and uh, want to try to victim shame and and try to make George Floyd into some sort of um criminal. And then there are, uh, the legions of folks who see this as yet another, um, yet one more, um, injustice perpetrated against the African American community. And, uh, I, I, certainly, um, fall into the latter camp. I, I think that to some degree or another that, um, we have watched for decades, uh, the social injustice that has been that has wreaked havoc on so many lives in the African American community. Um, and I remember from the moment that I even thought about going to law school that I always wanted to. I've always wanted to make the world a more just place. I see it now in my son. He's uh, he's got every bit of the same thirst for making the world a better place, for making it a more just place. And, um, and when I see the inequalities, the injustice that African-Americans face each and every day, um, I too uh, am struck by the sheer magnitude of it. Um, and I want to do everything in my power to, to right those wrongs. And yet I think I bring a somewhat unique perspective to the George Floyd murder trial in that I also recognize that if there is going to be true justice within the American criminal justice system, if we're to redeem decades, if not centuries of injustice, that we're only going to do so within the confines of a truly just courtroom. And that means that the jurors who sit on that trial don't take into account the larger context, but rather that they focus in on, is Derek Chauvin guilty? And as you'll see by the time I get to the end of this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, I I, I think he is. But we can't think of Derek Chauvin as guilty because of the decades of injustice that has been tr- that has been the case in other cases, we have to hope that the American justice system administers justice because it's just in this case, not because it rights wrongs that should have been rectified years and decades ago. We have to believe that each and every time someone is put on trial within the context of the American justice system, that they get a fair trial based upon the evidence in that case that they are put on trial, not for the wrongs of other people, of what other atrocities and injustices have been committed, but because of what they have or have not done. And with that, I bring you to this week's truth in a thousand words or less, the American justice system on trial. Once upon a time, I believed in the United States justice system. In fact, I even went to law school based upon that enduring premise. Now, just stop your chortling and sickening. I'm serious. I truly felt like courts in America were generally fair and equitable distributors of blind justice. I'm not sure precisely where the disillusionment set in when I came to recognize with acute starkness the decrepit shambles our justice system has become. I just know that at some point it became utterly clear that the world was anything but just. In truth, it was probably something more of an evolving realization than an epiphany of sorts, a string of wrongful rulings that irreparably tarnished my faith in American justice. Either way, suffice it to say, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the courts these days, but that sure is about to be put to the test. With the Derek Chauvin murder trial set to start this week in the case of the death of George Floyd, it is really the entire American justice system that is on trial. Many outside observers and commentators, having seen with the rest of us the entirety of the nine-plus minutes of video footage of Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck and Floyd's eventual demise have suggested that this is an open-and-shut case, a virtual slam dunk for the prosecution. But hold on just a second there, Sparky. Every defendant in this country has the right to a vigorous defense, and Chauvin's attorneys will make a compelling case for his innocence. But heaven help us all if they prove successful and Chauvin eludes conviction on all charges. If you aren't old enough to remember the LA riots that erupted in the wake of not guilty verdicts for the four policemen charged with beating Rodney King in 1991, let me simply say it wasn't good. Within hours of the acquittals, the riots began, lasting six days. By the time law enforcement and the National Guard finally managed to restore order, the riots had resulted in 63 deaths, 2,383 injuries, and nearly $1 billion in financial losses. But given the outpouring of support for the Floyd family and demonstrations for racial equity in the aftermath of Floyd's death, I think it's fair to say that if Chauvin is indeed found not guilty, this country is going to explode in a fireball of pent-up frustration and anger that will make the LA riots look like a gay pride parade. That's why I feel for the jurors in this case. They are charged with the weighty task of setting aside the context and import of their decision and arbitrating the fate of a fellow human being in the vacuum of his relative guilt or innocence. They cannot allow the larger social circumstances to enter into their decision making, however consequential those circumstances may indeed be. It would be hard to imagine that any of them are unaware of the residual ramifications should they find Chauvin not guilty in this case. But still, they must focus solely on the evidence presented within the confines of the courtroom and arrive at a verdict based exclusively on the merits of the cases presented. While we as a larger society can demand Chauvin's guilt as a small but necessary drop in a bucket to right the centuries of systemic injustice towards the black community, the American justice system requires that they remove themselves from that context and afford the accused a true day in court. None of us deserve any less. While the video footage of Floyd's death is certainly horrifying and sends chills of racial injustice tingling down the spine, Chauvin's defense team does have a case to make. While Floyd's previous record is really irrelevant here and should be inadmissible, since those details were unknown to Chauvin in determining what level of force was necessary to subdue Floyd in the first place, Defense attorneys will present the jury with a rap sheet that did include nine previous arrests, mostly for petty drug charges and theft. They will also suggest that Floyd was high on meth and fentanyl at the time of his arrest, and that it was the drugs, not Chauvin's knee on his neck, that caused Floyd's death. Vital to their case will be the county's autopsy and toxicology reports, indicating that Floyd did indeed have both drugs in his bloodstream at the time of his death, and ruling the cause of death to be cardiopulmonary arrest. Given that the jury must find that Chauvin, not the drugs, were the immediate cause of Floyd's death, the defense will present a compelling argument for Chauvin's acquittal. In the end, however, it is the facts of the case and the merits of the prosecution's argument that should persuade the jury of Chauvin's guilt. While the drugs were in Floyd's system, There is no evidence that he was actually high at the time of his arrest, especially given that both drugs can show up in a toxicology screening days after actual use. Moreover, a subsequent private autopsy requested by Floyd's family suggested that the cause of death was indeed asphyxiation, directly induced by Chauvin's knee to his neck. While the defense will use the tried-and-true tactic of victim-shaming here, The video clearly shows Floyd being entirely compliant from the moment he is gauged by police. While he does struggle and resist being pushed into the squad car due to claims of claustrophobia, at no point does he serve as a credible physical threat to the officers or make any attempt to harm them. Rather, it is clear that he is simply trying to protect himself as he pleads with them to help him. Chauvin's tactic of kneeling across Floyd's neck, while permissible at the time of the incident, is only supposed to be used to subdue a suspect who is presenting a clear and present danger to the arresting officers. Given that Floyd was already handcuffed and clearly compliant, this measure represented lethal excessive force and should result in a guilty conviction for Chauvin. But will it? (sighs) To be honest, I just don't know anymore. What I do know is that a finding of guilt would restore a little bit of my faith in American justice, but not because it would somehow undo or atone for centuries of racial inequity, but rather because it would be the just decision in this particular case. We cannot expunge our long history of racial injustice in one single criminal conviction. Rather, each individual case must be one small step of its own, each an opportunity to serve as a microcosm for justice being restored in a nation that badly needs it folks i'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning into this episode of truth in a thousand words or less tuning into any of the episodes of truth in a thousand words or less and i i I know this case in particular um has touched so many of us very deeply i uh i really want to invite and welcome, um, your feedback on this. Uh, send me an email, um, post something on, uh, post something on the website. Um, as always truth in a thousand words or less is available on Facebook. It's available on my website. It's available on Instagram. Um, give me your thoughts. I- I'd love to hear them. Um, this is one of those, this is one of those moments in American history that, um, we each, should have a voice. I wish we still had George Floyd's. Thanks, everybody. This is Stephen Craig signing out for this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Peace to all of you.